Welcome to another edition of You and Your Money. I'm Brian Hirsch, and this evening we are once again focusing on the investment world. September was a very difficult month for global markets. China headwinds, less accommodative monetary policy, deepening inflation, the specter of slowing growth, COVID-19 pandemics, deadlier Delta variant, a possible US government shutdown, dampened risk appetite, and this weighed heavily on investor sentiment, resulting in most major equity markets closing the month in the red. Moreover, there's the liquidity crisis at China's second largest property developer. And joining me this evening in the Zoo room is Henry Biddlecombe, investment analyst at Anchor Capital. Henry, good to have you back on the show, although you're on the Zoom room. Nice to have you back. Hi, Brian. Yeah. Henry, question to you. Not, not unexpected with the S&P up 14.5% to date. I think the market was waiting to take a breather. Which of, the, which of these events concerned you most about what you, what, and what is your take on China now? Yeah, look, I don't think there's any one single event that concerns me. Um, you know, China um, has its own dynamics right now. It's a little bit of a, a self-reorganization happening there. But just generally speaking, the global equity markets are looking quite fragile at this point. You know, we've, we've had um, a significant recovery after the sell-off last year. If you look at the American market, I mean, we're about 25% above the pre-COVID high reached in February. Um, valuations are looking historically expensive. Um, and there are a lot of areas um, where the market could be vulnerable to shocks um, over the next six to 12 months. So, um, yeah, it, it, I'm cautious. Henry, that's very surprising for you because up to now, I mean, we've seen this wonderful run from April last year after the after you know COVID came to the market and the markets came down and people had panicked, sold out, and obviously there's never a bell to to take get back into the market. Um, when you say you, you, you're cautious, are you are you suggesting that one lightens on equity at this point in time? Yeah, you know, you and I always talk about a client's appropriate weighting to equities. And that, of course, varies from client to client. But let's say, for example, you establish that your neutral weighting to equities should be 70%. I think at this point, it would probably be appropriate to lower that to 60 or 55%. Henry, questions that I'm always asked are how suitable are investment in equities? And I, I, I always say that, you know, understand that you want to beat inflation. I mean, a very important aspect for in any portfolio is to beat inflation. One's also got to understand our inflation rate compared to other global country inflation rates. And, you know, we're always looking for 9, 10, 11% returns. Globally, investors can get a 5 or 6% return. They're quite happy because it's still be, uh, uh, way above inflation. And I think people need to realise that the two areas to, that in, uh, from an asset class investment is property and equities. But people always see equities so differently from property. The characteristics are the same. They're both long-term. And when you buy a property, you don't value it quarterly, half-yearly, yearly. As a matter of fact, if you look at most balance sheets, they're valued at cost. But when you buy, when you buy equities, you get a Every month you get a portfolio statement or if you're in unit trusts, you get a quarterly statement. So you're so much more aware of the, of the value of equities. I mean, do you think this is, don't you think this in itself, particularly when markets are falling, actually spook investors and make investors take the wrong decisions? Yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, you just have to have a rule system. 
um, through time, you have to own equities to beat inflation and to grow your wealth in real terms. Um, and, you know, the funny thing that people don't realize is that if you're sitting in cash and you don't own any equities, you're actually taking a tremendous amount of long term risk. Um, so you just need to manage your asset allocation um, effectively. And your financial advisor c can help you with that. Um, you know, and, and, and you can you can fluctuate that um, your exposure to equities, um, take it higher when markets are lower. Uh, and bring it lower when, when markets are higher. And, and that's actually a great way to manage it through time. Yeah, I, under, I understand when you talk about rebalance the portfolio, but take most South Africans who had bought um, NASPAs many years ago, were heavy in profit, and all of a sudden, I mean, a whole market was overweight NASPAs. It was very difficult to convince people to actually sell at that particular point in time. And now we've seen the complete reversal where the, the you know, distribution of process and we see a very different situation. So, I mean, how did you manage that particular stock through this last few months? Yeah, you know, it's been tricky locally because it's such a big weighting in the index. So you, you actually have to own it, um, you know, to a point which, which normally wouldn't be the case um, in a portfolio that isn't measured um, against an index. So the South African market, by, ne by definition, suffers from a lot of concentration risk. Um, and, uh, you know, what's happened over the past couple of uh, months in China is unfortunately what can happen when, when you have too much in one stock. Um, so I think going forward, you know, perhaps South Africans have learned that maybe um, even if the index does carry a 15 or 20 percent weighting in a single stock like Nuspers, um, you know, perhaps you should consider holding much less than that. Well, I'm going to go to some emails now. We got an email from Rudolf in Natal. And he says, what do you think holds the most potential for returns into the future when we look at government bonds, property and equities? Henry? Yeah, so I, th I think um, if, we, if we're talking about the South African environment, um, I definitely like um, government bonds at this point. I think you're earning a very healthy um, carry and a healthy real yield. Um, as far as equities are concerned, you know, valuations are fair, but growth prospects aren't great, locally speaking. Um, so I'd probably be neutral on equities, um, and I'd probably be neutral to underweights on local property, because I think that sector is suffering from some pretty difficult dynamics at the moment. You know, there was a point last year when um, listed property was just too cheap, but it's, it's, it's recovered um, quite a lot. And I think at this point, um, you know, I'd, I'd probably prefer bonds over property. Now, Henry, let's just talk about bonds because we saw bonds weaken uh, over the last week or 10 days when we saw the markets come off uh, last Monday. Uh, markets are down nearly, f nearly 5% and it's not unexpected, is it, for a in, within, a, within a period for markets to be down 5%. But we saw, uh, is, would you think that uh, this has given opportunity for people to buy bonds at high yields and opportunities may maybe for some capital growth over the next 12 months? Uh, look, maybe, the, 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 but the fact is we're entering into a rate hiking cycle now. Um, you know, and over the medium to long term, I do expect interest rates globally to head upward. And obviously, that's negative for the capital value of bonds. Um, so, yeah, I think w when you're buying South African bonds, you just need to head into it with the mentality that I'm earning a healthy real yield. Um, and through time, that'll result in a healthy total return. Um, and there may be some capital volatility along the way. Yeah. 
I got an email from Derek in Newark. He said, what are the benefits of investing monthly versus investing lump sum? Well, I'd like to answer that one. Very simply, you invest a lump sum, you take chances of the initial investment dropping straight away. But if over a long period of time, that lump sum is going to do a lot better than if you're investing on a monthly basis. If you think about it, if you put 100,000 up into the market today, or you put 2,000 Rand in a month, only in four years' time, virtually, will you have 100,000 Rand invested. 2,000 times 12 is 24,000 a year, times four years is 96,000, whereas in year one, from day one, you'll have 100,000 invested. The dangers, obviously, are if markets fall, you, but you've got to be patient. I mean, the important thing about equities is patience, patience, patience. And whereas if you're buying on a monthly basis, what's happening is you're averaging out you what we call, what in South Africa we call RAND cost averaging. So if markets are down, you're actually buying at lower levels, and that's the time to be buying. But unfortunately, very few people actually venture into markets when markets are down. Henry, why is that? I mean, here we talk about opportunity. We see markets may be coming down. You talk maybe about being cautious over the next 12 months, but that's got to give opportunities for the next for the next period ahead if we're looking five ten years out yeah look i mean there's always a huge behavioral component to investing and what you're referring to is um recency bias where people tend to extrapolate the performance of the market over the last couple of months or the last year into the future um, but that's not how things work um you know and, and, and it's, it takes time and practice um to, to be able to head into the market when it's down and to head out when it's when it's going up um, and that's often why I say it's better not to manage your own money. You know, work with a financial advisor and that takes the emotion out of it um, because often that results in a much better result. I mean, even we as professionals often give our money to our colleagues to manage for that reason. Well, you know, it's, it's as you say, very difficult to manage your own portfolio. Uh, certainly some people get it right. Some people are very capable of doing it. But always, you know, if you, you, you get emotionally involved, as you say, I mean, you're sitting with a portfolio, you're seeing NASPAs going up enormously, very difficult to sell. But if you've got an investment advisor, a portfolio manager, that portfolio manager, as long as they understand your risk profile and, as you say, rebalance. If your portfolio suddenly goes out to 75% of equities when your normal weighting is 6%, that's when you, one needs to rebalance the portfolio. But we're going to take a break now. You can still email me on brianh at bhca.co.za. Stay tuned. We'll be back shortly.